0: I'm Todd from the Sports Review Library and spiritual, uh, Also spirituality. Power of love. Um... This is out of the big book. And, uh... You know, the, the big book is a text of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, for people to, uh... Come in and new people, and old people, and people like me, um... It's so important to read the uh, doctor's opinion. And that's what I'm going to do today. And I'm going to try to, uh, and hopefully I can help somebody. And I I just looked at the length of it. It's going to be two parts to it at least. So anyways, here I go. We of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the reader will be interested in the medical estimate of the plan of recovery described in this book. Convincing testimony most surely come from medical men who have had an experience with the sufferings of our members and have witnessed our return to health. A well-known doctor chief physician at at a nationally prominent hospital specializing in alcoholic and drug addiction gave Alcoholics Anonymous this letter to whom it may concern. I have specialized in the treatment of alcoholism for many years. In late 1934, I attended a patient who though he had been competent businessman, businessman of good earning capacity, was an alcoholic of a type. I had come to regard as hopeless. In the course of their third treatment, I'm sorry, in the course of his third treatment, he acquired certain ideas concerning a possible means of recovery as part of his rehabilitation he con- commenced to present I'm sorry a- as part of his rehabilitation he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics impressing upon them that they must do likewise with still others. This has become the basis of a a rapidly growing fellowship of these men and their families. This man and over 100 others appear to have recovered. I personally know scores of cases who were of the type with whom other methods had failed completely. These facts appear to be of concern of extreme medical importance because of the extraordinary possibilities of rapid growth inherent in this group who may mark a new epoch, new epoch in the annals of alcoholism. These men will may, I'm sorry, these men may well have a real remedy. For thousands of such situations, you may also mean, you may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. Yours truly, William D. Silkworth, M.D. The physician who, at our request, gave us this letter has been kind enough to enlarge upon his views. In another statement which follows, in this statement he confirms that we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. It did not satisfy us to be told that we could not control our drinking just because we were maladjusted to life that we were in full flight from reality, or were outright mental defectives. These things were true to some extent. In fact, to a considerable extent with some of us, but we are sure that our bodies were sickened as well. In our belief, any picture of the alcoholic which leads on to this physical factor is incomplete. The doctor's theory that we have an allergy to al- alcoholic interests us. As layman, in our opinion, has to do its its soundness may, re- of course, mean little. But as ex-problem drinkers, we can say that his explanation makes good sense. It explains many things for which we cannot otherwise account. Though we work out our solution on the spiritual as well as the altruistic plane, we favor hospitalization for the alcoholic who is very jittery and or befogged. More often than not, it is imperative that a man's brain be cleared before he is approached. Has he then a better chance of understanding and accepting what we have to offer? I'm just thinking about some of the stuff he says in here. Um, you know, it's, it's right now, right now is this current moment. We, we, do, we don't wait for a, a man's brain. To be clear, before he is approached, we just go into it. And I don't think it helps very much, but it helps on the 24-hour group. And then uh, we have them share. On most podcasts, they, uh, they tell them, you know, to be quiet or whatever, and we'll talk to you at the end of the, uh, of the meeting. And then there's the old style which is what they're talking about here is when they first come in they take them into a back room and they do the steps with them and um, once they do the steps then they can uh, function then they let them go into the meetings but the the problem is with with newcomers of treatment and stuff like that, we've had a lot of trouble with uh, people thinking that you know people people not people get offended with the treatment talk. Let's just put it that way. You know, it's just best to be open minded, and listen to what they're saying. You know, we don't we don't have to put them on a platform or a pedestal. But we do need to listen and see what they're saying. Because, you know, sometimes treatment has some really good ideas, too. I went through treatment. I don't think I learned a damn thing, but... <laughs> but that's what, that's what the thing is, you know. It's just... It's it's learning to listen. That's what it is, you know. It's, it's, for me, it's... Learning to listen is so critical. And, um... You know? So... Uh, Anyways, I'm just going to get another reading. I just had to stop and say that stuff. I hope it made sense. (laughs) Well, the doctor writes, the subject presented in this book seems to me to be of paramount importance to those afflicted with alcoholic addiction. I say that after many years experienced At medical director, as one of the uh, oldest hospitals in the country treating alcoholic and drug addiction. There was, therefore, a sense of real satisfaction when I was asked to contribute a few words on a subject which is covered in such masterly detail in these pages. We doctors have realized for a long time that. some form of moral psychology was of urgent importance to alcoholics but its application presented difficulties beyond our conception what with our ultra-modern standards our scientific approach to everything we are perhaps not well equipped to apply the powers of God that he is probably our synthetic knowledge. Many years ago, one of the leading contributors to this book came under our care in the hospital while, well here he acquired some ideas which he put into practical application at once. Later he requested the privilege of being allowed to tell his story to other patients here, and with some misgivings, we consented. The cases we have followed through have been interesting. In fact, many of them are are amazing. The the, uh, unselfishness of these men, as we have come to know, you've come to know them the entire absence of profit motive and their community spirit is indeed inspiring to one who has labored long and wearily in this alcoholic field they believe in themselves and still more in the power which pulls chronic alcoholics back from the gates of death of course an alcoholic ought to be ought to be freed from his physical craving for liquor, and this and this often requires a definite hospital procedure before psychological mem- measures can be of maximum benefit. We believe, and so suggested a few years ago that the action of alcohol on these chronic alcoholics is a manifestation of an allergy, that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. These allergic types can never safely use alcohol in any fair form at all, and once having formed Habit and confidence, their reliance upon things are human. Their reliance upon things human, their problems pile up on them and become astonishingly different to solve. Frothy, I have no idea what that means. That's like old style. Frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices the message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have death and weight in nearly all cases their ideas i'm sorry their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are ready to recreate their lives if any feel that as psychiatrists directing a hospital For alcoholics, we appear somewhat sentimental. Let them stand with us while on the firing line, see the tragedies. The despairing wives, the little children, let the solving of these problems become a part of their daily work and even of their sleeping moments. And the most cynical will not wonder that we have accepted and encountered this moment, we feel after many years of experience that we have found nothing which has contributed more to the rehabilitation of these men than an altruistic movement now growing up among them. Men and women drink exceptionally because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they'll admit it's as injurious, they cannot after a time differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. They are restless, irritable, and discontented. Let's they can experience the sense of ease and comfort which comes at once by taking a few drinks, drinks which they are others, drinks which they see others taking with it. impunity. After they have surrounded in the desire again, as many do. The phenomenon of craving develops. They pass through the well-known stages of a spree, emerging remorseful with form of resolution not to drink again. This is repeated over and over, unless this person can experience an entire psychic change. There is very little hope of his recovery. This is a lot there. You no, know, I uh I've seen so much of this I've seen so many times that you know people come into the program and they go into meetings and uh the last thing you want to do is quit drinking. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm laughing because of the uh, of the nature of it and, and it's it's not the I'm not laughing at the disease. I'm laughing at the problems I had when I was drinking and uh how many times I just if I was getting in a snit or something like that I just go to the bar and uh draw it with alcohol um, that was the thing you know and that was the thing for me to do I had uh, i had a time when I was that was when I was with my parents and they were in I put them through hell, and uh, you know they were they weren't—they uh, weren't rendered white as snow, as they say in here. But they had feelings and they had uh, emotions, and um, they're getting phone calls at all hours of the night. People asking for me from the bar, and then I come booming in three o'clock in the morning. You know, they didn't know if my car was crashed or whatever. But that's what was going on with my with my drinking. So I'm just telling a little bit about my past and uh, And how I put my mom and dad through hell. And my poor brother had to go down and give me out of the get me out of the jail one day, one night. And You know, it's just a goofy, it was such a, it was such a sickness for me, and I was so sick back then that. I didn't know what I was gonna do, I really didn't. I had no idea, I just wanted the next beer. I didn't even want to look at my future, so. So what, what we got here is on the other hand, And strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, often a psychic change has occurred. The very same person who seemed doomed, who has so many problems and he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds easily able to control his desire for alcohol. The only effort necessary being that requires you follow a few simple rules. Men have cried out to me in sincere and de- despairing appeal. Director, doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. Based on this problem, if a doctor is honest with himself, he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Although he gives all that is in him, although he gives all that is in him, it is often it often is not enough. He feels that sometimes more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. Though the aggregate of recoveries resulting from psychiatric effort is considerable. We physicians must admit we have made little impression upon the problem as a whole. Many types do not respond to the ordinary psychological approach. I do not hold with those who believe that alcoholism is entirely a problem of mental control. I have had many men who had, worse example, let me reread that. Men who had, for example, worked a period of months on the same problem or bu- business deal, which was to be settled on a certain date, favorably to them. They took a drink a day or so prior to the date, and then the phenomenon of craving at once became paramount to all other instincts so that the important appointment was not met. These men were not drinking to escape. They were drinking to overcome a craving beyond their mental control. There are many situations which arise out of the phenomenon of craving, which cause men to make the, make the supreme sacrifice rather than continue to fight. The classic. The oh, I'm sorry the classification of alcohol seems more different difficult in much detail and it's outside the scope of this book. They're of course the psychologically who are emotionally unstable. We are all familiar with this type. they are always going on a wagon for, going on the wagon for keeps. They're over remorseful that many make many resolu- make resolu- resolutions, but never a decision. You know, when people tell me they're going on the wagon or whatever, I used to to get the feeling that they're going to fall off the wagon. They're just saying that for they're saying that for show. You know, that the real alcoholic is desperate. You know, and it says it in here, you know, it's. it's They're craving that next drink. Their uh, their mind is just going bonkers. And it, my mind was too. And that's how I can say this, because no matter what time of day, where I was, I was thinking about that next drink I was going to have. And how much money I had so I could take that next drink. You know, Back then twenty dollars would got me $20 got me loaded. And uh, you know I, I hear it's not as much. I hear it's a lot more than twenty dollars now. So anyways, you know that's it. That is so right on and There is that type of man who is unwilling to admit that he cannot take a drink. He plans various ways of drinking. He changes his brand or his environment. There is the type who believes that after being entirely free from alcohol for a period of time, he can take a drink without danger. There is the manic depressive type who is perhaps the least understood by his friends, and about whom a whole chapter could be written. Then there are types entirely normal, in every respect except an effect alcohol has upon them. They are often able, intelligent, friendly people. All these and many others have been one symptom in common. They cannot start Cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. The phenomenon, as we have suggested, may be the manifestation of an allergy which differentiates these people and sets them apart as distinct entity. It has never it has never been by any treatment with which we are familiar permanently. Eradicated. The only, relief we have to suge- the only relief we have to suggest is entire abstinence. We just gotta get a drink here. Yeah, how many? How many people out there, including me? You know, we wanted to see how much. See if we could keep from getting so loaded and obliterated so we could uh, you know continue going to the bar continue to drink you know switching switching from beer to whiskey switching from whiskey to beer all these things you know that we were trying out there the wine trying to drink wine and You know, they only come in little glasses, you know, so we thought that would be safe. And, uh, you know, how many times that, how many times we took that drink, and how many times we thought we were uh, doing pretty well until until the roof fell in. But that's the way, that's, that's what they're describing here, anyways. That's what I had, that's what my experience was, too. So then, there are types entirely normal in every respect, in the in, opera, in effect to alcohol, has upon them. They are often able, intelligent, friendly people. I think I've read this already. Sorry. All these and many others have one symptom in common. They start. They cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving this phenomenon as we have suggested may be the manifestation of an allergy which differentiates these people and sets them apart as a distinct entity it has never been by any treatment with which we are familiar permanently eradicated the only relief we have to suggest is entire Abstinence. This immediately precipitates us into a seething cauldron of debate. Much has been written pro and con, but among the physicians, the ground, uh, the general opinion seems to be that most. Chronic alcoholics are doomed. Well, I'm going to end it right there. And I'm going to mark it. And then we're going to do it next week again. And, uh... There's only one page left, so... You know I'm... Uh, so, I'll do... Do it next week and then I'll uh, probably uh, lower something up. But, you know, if you know of somebody that's struggling and somebody in your family and you can suggest, please suggest to them by Alcoholics Anonymous. And I've seen people, I've seen, you know, husband and wife go to the same meeting. You know the wife didn't have any problems. But, uh, excuse me, the wife didn't have wasn't an alcoholic, but she was there for support, and that's what I you know I believe that's very important. Otherwise, uh, if you don't, if we don't have support, it's very hard for us to quit drinking, and that's why I is so important. Eleanor is so important because of that, and. Uh, you know, it's also good for the old wife because she's sick too. You know, we carry we carry a disease, and um, this disease is powerful. We're good people, but we just have a badass disease, and that's what I that's what I always say. And you know, I I'm just uh, anyways. I'm gonna end it right there. I thank each and every one of you for listening. And if nobody else has told you that they love you today, I